How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let, Let Me Tell You. It was just a little melody. It was actually, you know, what I think it was. I think I was singing the the melody from uh, "Me" by Taylor Swift. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. It's funny because she's on the cover of um, the September issue of Vogue. She looks like somebody else. And I saw it at the um, I saw it at the hospital gift store, and I took it. I took a picture of it. And I sent it to Stephanie of Mamas and Moreau. Yeah. And Stephanie was like, oh, my God. She's like, why did you waste money buying this? I'm like, hold on. Why do you think I bought this? Like, I didn't buy that. And she's like, yeah, I'm quick to jump to conclusion. I didn't buy that. Clearly. Well, I mean, I don't buy Vogue. But I especially would not, not with buy her. the one with her on yes. the cover. But anyway, with that said, everybody, <laughs> welcome to episode 77 of Pero Let Me Tell You. How's everybody doing? Hey, y'all. Hey, hi. Happy Friday, Pero Friday. Happy Pero Friday. So <clears throat> we, um, before we start so much. our regularly scheduled pro- program, scheduled programming, <laughs> a big shout out to our girl, Martha Miami, who yes. had her grand opening this last week, La it Tiendecita de Martha. La Tiendecita by Martha of by Miami, Martha Miami. Miami. La 40 y la 88. And you and I went on separate days, but we, we That's represented. That's how we spread the love. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it was so funny. <laughs> I, you know, she had said that she was going to have like... Um, food and all that right. and i didn't realize all the food was like in the back room <laughs> so 
I left and then I went to the croqueta, which actually I think, con la boca cuadra. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, where was the food? And I saw people eating, but I was like, I don't know. I, I was she like, probably had it like behind la ventanita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and yeah. and I was I was chatting away. So yes, yes. She, you know. I mean, again, I saw her on Sunday. She was just. She's great. I was talking to somebody about this today, actually, at work, that she is the type of person who her success just makes us happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because here's, and we've said it several times, here's somebody who could have just been like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I got a good gig. You know, my family's got a good business. I'll run it. And and ain't no shame in that game. But she's she's doing something. Yeah. And she's hustling and she is not resting or, you know depending on anybody else to do it for her so yeah, you know yeah. talk about sisters are doing it for themselves yeah and you know if to our listeners if you're ever in um in town you know to our listeners obviously that are not in miami right. if you're ever in town and you want to buy souvenirs and you really want to buy something that is authentic 100 percent miami yes. not one of those stupid florida t-shirts like a flamingo on a magnet yes yeah. that you know it's like printed in china you know from like yeah no. you know this is printed 1980s. in hialeah this is like <laughs> as legit as it comes so it, it you know it makes obviously it's really nice stuff yeah. Yes. For, for locals, but it will yeah. be really authentic and really cool for um, you know as gifts uh, yeah. of our culture. And yeah. so, so another so. quick shout out actually to uh, to Ale from Do Croquetas because you mentioned him and we oh, actually yeah. we ate him. Well, we didn't eat him. We ate his food earlier before we before we recorded today. So yes. big ups again, guys. You know, support local. Yes, that's that's support our big local. takeaway so, here. You know, so hope everybody had a good week and. Um, so it's Friday, so no matter had, how bad your week was, it's better. I had a I had a bit of a uh, yeah, hard week, some situations. Um, but I, I'm gonna, I'm going to turn it into a topic. Okay. So this week I I spent most of the week in the hospital. My dad had surgery. Um, he's, he's okay. okay. He's okay. Um, it was minor surgery. It was minor father, surgery, but he did, he did have surgery. He had to go to the hospital, and um, I one of my uncles is not doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've spent a lot. I've been at the hospital almost every single day, and I've spent a lot of time. So <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about, which was already kind of covered in an episode of Que Pasa USA, yeah. I was going to say, and if you're questioning why he was in the hospital every day because it's his uncle, clearly you're not from a Hispanic or Latino family. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway. So th- this, this, I, you know, we know this happens, mm-hmm. and we know it's true. But when it, you see it happening, it's like when you're like, yeah, it's our people. So <laughs> on um, on Tuesday, my dad had his surgery, and I, I was there with him. And it's so funny because when he got out of surgery, that they took him to the, re- um, you know, to the re- re- uh, re- uh, recu- recuperation. I can't recovery say recovery room. Recovery room. <laughs> I was thinking in Spanish, recuperación. Yeah, that's like when the people ask me, "How do you say resign in Spanish?" I'm like, "Resigno." I don't. And it's what, how do you say resign in Spanish? Renunciar. Eh, um, Renunciar. And I'm like, because no, resignar is something else. Right. I'm yeah. like, Nixon No, but it's funny because it's because in English it's you. It's like I resign myself or I resign. Whereas in Spanish, if you're saying I resign myself to this, is me resigno. Right. But if you are leaving, so it's funny. So I was there. That's uh, your Spanish corner with my dad, and um, there was this gentleman next to him who had had some type of knee surgery, Mm -hmm. and he was calling. I think his daughter on the phone, Mm -hmm. and her his daughter was local because. I heard him saying, like, yeah, you know, I-95 around Davie is, like, always packed. Okay. So her daughter, his daughter was local. In the South Florida area. Okay. And he was there alone. <gasps> oh. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> like era americano. I, he was yeah, he oh, era americano. And I and I, he, he you know, he was he was American. And I'm like, "Oh my god, like I have a wisdom tooth removed and like, like four of my family members will go." <laughs> a wisdom tooth a splinter. <laughs> yeah, like because you don't go to the doctor. The urgent alone. care will be packed. So I I was like, "Oh, you know this poor man, he came here alone." Like I'm like there's nobody I'm like, I became very judgmental. I'm like, daughter on the other line, Ugh. you couldn't take the morning off to bring your dad to the hospital. And the man, they wheeled. What was it? What? I mean, obviously, you don't know what he had. It but, was something it, in his knee because okay. they were talking about his knee. Okay. And, um, you know, I saw, like, where they put, like, a cast. Okay. And he was making arrangements for, like, an Uber or something to and take him Uber. home. To take him home. He was making arrangements to go home. And I became very judgmental. I'm like, okay, really? The daughter in Broward couldn't, you know, all up in Broward, you know, a whole 22 miles away, couldn't br- come, come with her that. dad. Bueno, to- I, I, what time was it? It was first thing in the morning. This was like at seven in the morning. Oh, that's my Traffico. dad was my dad was out of surgery mm-hmm. by eleven a.m. We were home. Oh, wow. Well, we were out. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was like, pero cómo es esto? I was thinking of like you know when Joe got his appendix <laughs> removed in Capasa USA, the boom chiki boom chiki boom. <laughs> it's a it's Latin a, appendix. It's a Cuban appendix. <laughs> but then, <clears throat> so my uncle is you know my uncle is in ICU yeah. and and. Um, I was there today. I was there today with my aunt and my cousin, and I asked for another chair. And I asked the girl, "I'm like, hey, can I have another chair?" You know, right, so right, I'm right. and she's like, "Well, it's only supposed." It was perfect. She's like, <laughs> "Well, it's only supposed to be two people for per you know per room." Right. But who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today she knew what was today, up. Today, at one moment, there were nine people in the room. Nine. 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 Wow. Yeah. That one moment. Like we weren't we weren't all nine we weren't all nine in the room Como at the en, same exact time. But yeah, like two people came in, right. I said hi to them, and I walked out. Um, you know, because we, I don't think nine people fit in the room. Yeah, I mean that's like that's like when a baby's born numbers. Right. But but it goes well, and and what I wanted to say was that like every time in my family, and I'm sure it's the same thing in your family, you never ever 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 leave a loved one alone in the hospital at night actually you know what that's well unless yes, they're like yes, in, in yes, ICU no. or something no, like that no because when I had my appendix taken out I stayed by myself overnight uh, yeah because your parents were out of town right no 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 but I'm saying but but I did so yeah, and who I, was I, with I, you that day you were there mm-hmm. you were there and so were my grandparents right and I'm sure if your parents would have been in town your parents would have stayed with you maybe yeah they would have maybe they would have yeah but yeah you were there my sister was there and then the next yeah. day it was yeah. the whole you know the whole clan, the whole clan the whole of everybody. Clan. But yeah. yeah, you never leave somebody alone in the hospital, yeah, especially right. at night. And I, I mean, every single family member I can think of that's been in the hospital, somebody stays at night in the really uncomfortable reclinable. So, like, it's what, what do we think about this? Like, I, I think it's so interesting in terms of the culture, the culture difference. How the the hospital becomes like a family affair. Everybody goes what in think, our culture. What I think is but more like, interesting. For Americans or like Anglo, it's like, okay, you're in the hospital. You're being taken care of. I'll go see you during visiting hours. Okay, honey, you're well. Okay, I'll see well, you later. But that kind of goes back to, you know, and like, hey, I hate to be stereotypical, but like the whole thing of like, a los 18, saliste de la casa y te fuiste. Yeah, you're like, out. You know, you're out. And then you moved to, you know, Antarctica and I see you twice a year. Christmas right. or Thanksgiving. Right. You know, and that's it. Right. Again, that's a stereotype. I get it. But 
stereotypes are the basis in truth. Right. What I find more interesting is the fact that, like, what you were saying about the hospital, where she's just like, oh, who are we kidding? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, in South Florida, the hospitals have just kind of, like, they've given it up. Yeah, they need to make, like, a master suite for, like, the Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. They, like, they don't even pretend to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know what, I got other things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't fight City Hall and you can't fight a Hispanic family showing up, yeah. to, you know, to take care of their, their You got to pick your family. battles. You got to pick your battles. You know what, there's people on the cardiac floor that need mm-hmm. help. But it's, you know, it's really funny that it's not funny because my <laughs> uncle's situation is not funny. But today when, like, the main doctor came to, like, you know, talk to us and give us a prognosis of the day, everybody came. Like, it was but like, casualty, know, they were all there? Or? No, because everybody was, like, in different parts. Like, oh, you okay, know, okay, some okay, people okay. were in the room. Some people were, like, in, like, the waiting area of ICU. And then other people were, like, in the main waiting area. Right, oh, okay. but when the doctor was gonna come, you know, everybody. we texted everybody, and it See. was like an audience. <laughs> you know, well, it was, it was. I mean, it's very important. It's a family. No, meeting no, it almost, is. You know, it is. It is. Of course, it yeah. is. But again, it's like the dynamics are so different because. Yeah. But you know who's like that too? It's um black families. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're we're like the black families <laughs> are like that too. But also, don't you? I mean, I've never been to a a quote yeah, barbecue, black barbecues are very big. Pero yo espera que todo mundo llegue. Barbecues are very big with like black family reunions. Mm-hmm. We do a lechon. It's a similar it's thing. Same we're, thing. We're smoking meat. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're doing it in a box. They're doing it on a, a grill, grill, and that's yeah. fine. You know. They. Yeah, the ribs. We have ribs, we have too. ribs too. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, it's you know, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. But um, but it's just interesting how like. You know, you say it's oh, it's cultural, and it is. I, I'm not saying it's it not. It is certainly cultural, but it's 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 funny because it is more. It's a it's more than not a shared cultural thing. If you really start to look at, like we were saying, you know, Latinos, Black, Italian, mm-hmm. like there's it's it's more of a shared experience than it isn't. But it's just so. I guess where we live, it's so pronounced. So you think it's more like a when, like a an American thing or like. I think it's more like a, a white Anglo thing to be like, what do you, what, huh? That it becomes this like bizarre thing when I think minority cultures tend to tend to huddle more around the family. I don't know, right. especially if in the you know in the countries where you're not from, maybe that's also a little bit more pronounced because obviously when you get here, you know, all you've got is your family, and so right. you 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 kind of theoretically, ideally, grow very close knit. No, I think I think in. It, it, Specifically I mean, in, in, Latin our, America, in our countries, Latin American that's the way com- it is too. Countries, yeah. I mean, in, because I hear the stories of like when my family was in Cuba, you never left the side of whomever. No, but but as I'm saying, it's and honestly, and we don't want to be alone. <laughs> you know what? I I mean, I get it, but after a while, it's just like I just want to. I'm already uncomfortable. Yes, I'm already not going to re- sleep. You want to relax. Sometimes you don't want the you know 20 people in your room, but right. it's like I maybe I would want time by myself. When you're but, in the hospital, don't know how to meet anyway. Because that's the most uncomfortable. Com- but I wouldn't want to be like alone, alone. Well, I mean, you know, like go home and shower and leave me alone for a couple right, hours. You and may come want back. a little yeah. bit of time alone, right? Because okay. you know, cuando hay mucha gente I know it's so much. Yeah, and then you've got, the, and then you know you have the IV, and that's never fun. Yeah, está lleno de cable, and you know all that stuff, and you know, you know how that is. It's just wrong. But I think it's so, it's so, the dynamic is so interesting. Yeah, like I remember, I had um. I had a friend who he had like shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. like his pec had ripped out. Like he had like a major. See, it wasn't like he major, was going to get a splinter taken out. Yeah, it was, yeah. shoulder surgery, yeah. and his parents didn't go at all, at all. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, 
my parents would have asked for a leave of absence from work. <laughs> And they would have moved in with me. And they would have brought my grandmother. Or they would have moved you back in the house. Or that's that, Because that's just a little easier with your grandmother dynamic going on, logistically like, speaking. Like, you know, in terms of the parental thing, they would have brought my grandmother back in la sopa, you and know. And figured it out. And figured it figured out. Figured it out. In, they'll get the air mattress. Yes. And they'll, yeah. yeah. That's another thing. Actually, now let's talk about Our that. ability to buy and return that's air mattresses an, that's with another thing. I always noticed... From friends of mine who, you know, are Anglo or white or whatever, mm -hmm. that like when their family comes to visit them, they stay in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? <laughs> you know how many people do we I need to have a apartment in Michigan? Uh, yes, I do, because I was there for one of them. <laughs> it's like when my parents came, it was like my parents, my brother, my grandma. It's like, you're sleeping in a hotel, you're sleeping in my apartment. No, you look at the fact that I was put bunk beds. <laughs> Like, you're sleeping in my bed. What do you mean you're sleeping you're in a hotel? hotel? You're not gonna sleep in a hotel. We'll no. sleep in. We'll put mattresses, air mattresses in the kitchen if we have to. And you do. <laughs> Pero hello. In a when, hotel? Are you kidding see, me? See, when when I stay when before I moved up to New York, that I was staying at Ozzy's house. Mm -hmm. One time, me and Daisy had an air mattress, and it was literally in the kitchen. Yeah, it was in the kitchen because another friend of his was living there at the moment right. on the couch. So right. yeah, right. So it's like what you don't get a hotel when you go visit your family. You stay in their house. No. Yeah, and if the house is small, you. Uh, well, Figure you, it out. You, you know what? You're uncomfortable for eight hours while you sleep. <laughs> and after that, you're not going to be in the house anyway. You figure it out. Then you wake up in the morning cuando la, la abuela o la tía la primer, no, está haciendo café. Uh -huh. con la, or you hear the, the remnants of la cafetera, like the, you know, the putting the sugar in and all when that stuff. When they're making stuff. la pomita. Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, am I dreaming or are they making coffee? Oh, no, they're making coffee. Making coffee. Which for you must be almost a foreign no, smell. No, no, because, oh, no, because, because I, don't, right. I don't mind the smell of coffee. No, but you don't drink coffee. But I don't so, drink coffee. So it's not like it's going to be an everyday but thing. But listen, listen. Okay, this is For really you. this is really hashtag growing up Hispanic. Okay. Right? When you grow up Hispanic and listeners, you know this is true. And you all, to our Hispanic listeners, you, you all went through this. When you grow up Hispanic, especially during the weekends that you sleep in a little bit. Oh, no, you don't. You know when you're in the in the morning when your senses are, like, really sensitive? Yep. And, like, at 7 a.m., you're like, I'm like, ay, Dios mío, me está haciendo el sofrito. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my grandmother's making the sofrito. Bueno. Nothing like garlic and peppers being stir-fried at 7 in the morning. Y eso es cuando no te despiertan to go clean the house. <laughs> No, but that's a little bit later. That's a little wow, bit, That's yeah. like, you know, maybe at 10 when they're like, oh, yes. And they're like, oh, la sabana. Yeah, right. right. But like at 7. It's like my grandmother would make it like that, that early. Like that early, like between Damn. 7 and like 8 something in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my God. Even vampires, you know, like <laughs> Van so Helsing frito. would be like. Why oh. do you have to make a sofrito so early in the morning? <laughs> I love how white people say sofrito. Sofrito. And you know that they sell it in yeah. like bottled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goya sells it. Yeah. It's yeah. like in the international ethnic yeah, section. Yeah, it's in the ethnic section in that one half of a aisle. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. It's Conchita and Goya. Yeah. Hispanic hospitals. Hispa <laughs> they, you know, the problem is if they made a Hispanic hospital. It would be like the size of the World Trade Center because yeah. every floor would be just one room. And I love, you know, again, from being in the hospital these past few days, like I love, love, love how like Baptist, which is like one of the major yeah. health systems here in Miami, like mm -hmm. a very upscale, you know, in the cafeteria, they have, you know, croqueta preparada. Damn right. They have tostada. <laughs> Oye, you're already sitting on the world's most uncomfortable chair. You don't have to make your tripa suffer. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you're three. Pass 
Sorry, that's a good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're already going through enough turmoil. Exactly. That you're in the, the least you can do is eat una tostada or un café yeah, con leche. Yeah, pastelitos. Usually pastelitos are not very good because they're, not, they're, because they're from like, I don't know. I don't know where they're from because they never seem like they're from a place I would know. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what's so disappointing? Like you know what's so disappointing? That as much as we love Publix, Publix makes sucky pastelitos. They do. God bless them for trying, but they don't. You know what the problem is también? Que because we live in Miami, there's so many places that make great pastelitos. Yeah, but it's not like, it's okay, never, it, but it's, it's not like they make a competitive pastelito. That you're like, okay, it's not the best it's comparable, one, but whatever. yeah. Right. I think that because, I think they, I think Publix is challenged because since they're a uniform co- corporation. That's true. They're, I think their challenge is to make a turnover into they a put pastelito. A, yeah, that's what they do. They make a turnover and then they're like, take the apple out, put some guava. <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> with that said, I will eat it. Of course. Encantado la vida. Of course. But, Enchanted know. of life. Enchanted of life. Absolutely. <laughs> so I saw this this week, so I want to bring this up. Okay. I saw this this week, and when I immediately saw it, I saw I thought two <laughs> things. Well, three things. Okay. I thought, I can't wait to tell you. Okay. I can't wait to bring it up on the show. <laughs> and uh, and then finally, it's like, duh, because there's, you know, remember what I said last week about racist people, that racist people are dumb? Right. Yeah. It's like, duh, they're dumb. So there's this great- uh, It's funny because I found something that, that harkens back to what we were talking about last week, too. Okay. There's this great um, website called the um, Miami- um, uh, Miami creation myth. Yeah, the Miami creation myth. Do you yeah. follow it? I we, we well we follow them. Yeah. On uh, no, I know, I know, Instagram, but, you, but you, I but I always go to their website because I've that's where started I get the full to. article. Okay, I've started. So to, yeah. there's this article. Maybe you maybe you saw it. <laughs> By explaining Cuban. No, 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 no. Listen, this is awesome. Because there's like two articles. I've been so do to go you back know that they're racist it. that are upset that some Hispanics look white? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, racists who are upset that some Hispanics. Look white. So basically, they're like really pissed at you right now. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so in the article, in the article, they go on to say, <laughs> this is great. Quote, this was by, I got to quote this guy. Okay. Chris Evinger, the executive director of Americans for a Pure America APA. He goes. That sounds like something for pets. He goes, talking about Hispanics, okay. or as he says, Spicks. Well, you know. they can't just go walking around passing for white, so they need to be easy distinguishable, easily distinguishable. Maybe by wearing some article of clothing or her marker lets lets the real Americans know they don't belong in our country. So maybe and he goes on to say maybe like instead of the stars that were using the Holocaust, we could wear like piñatas. So apparently, just just to quote him again, apparently there are a whole bunch of white-looking brownies walking around, <laughs> making our jobs very difficult. Wait, wouldn't that make them blondies? I don't know. This is not supposed to make sense. It's coming <laughs> from the word of no, because you know, a white brownie is a blondie. I can recall blondie. With I know. <laughs> So, and then he goes on to say here, I was talking to some, and this is in the article, I was talking to this, I feel like you should be saying quotes. To this one quote, (laughs) I was talking to this one guy, someone who I thought was a white brother with blonde hair and green eyes, me, a outwardly typical, (laughs) what is it, how do you say, Aryan, 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 Aryan. Aryan stock. (laughs) But when I brought up the, when I brought up the the, the guy, Uh quote, when I brought up the delusion D- dilution of the white race. This guy tells me I'm Colombian. <laughs> He's like, "What do you mean you're Colombian?" 
You're a spick. They're hiding in plain sight. Apparently, a whole this bunch of white-looking brownies walking around make make that makes our jobs very difficult. So that's wonderful. Let's let's have also. This let me start with the whole thing. This job does it pay well? Is there a career? Is there a career? Like, is this one of those things where like they reimburse you if you get your masters? So what do we think about? Like, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. This wonderful. is wonderful. I think it's wonderful. This is wonderful. Their head must be spinning. Imagine if they see Talia. <laughs> I don't. I just. Paulina Rubio. Paulina Rubio. Imagine if. William you know, Levy. These, William are all, Levy. these are all people that are just. I mean, their head is going to explode. The remember in Austin Powers? That, the problem with those is when they open their mouth, you can tell. Right, but remember in Austin Powers when the fembots would get overwhelmed? And, and they would and overheat, burn, and burn, overheat yeah. and burst? That's, I think, what would happen to these guys. Maybe the that's EPA. the solution. Maybe that is the solution. <laughs> we should all go march with our tiki's over to where they are. You know, all these white looking. Uh, oh, what is these it? White, what, these, what, what, these blondies. Blondies. Yeah, the blondies. Yeah. Hispanic. And be like. <laughs> this is wonderful. Que se vayan pal carajo. Que se vayan pal carajo. Oh, my God. I don't even have words for this. this yeah, is, this, this is wonderful. Yeah, that's why when I saw the article, I'm like, I can't wait to this is from any creation myth. This isn't from the plantain. No. I was When I first saw because, this. you know the plantain is like the onion. Uh, the onion, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I first saw this, I'm like, is this a joke? That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> is this a joke? But there's people here from NPR and everything quoted. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Yes, that's the first thing I thought. But but you know, you what? know what my first question oh, wait, wait, is? Wait, 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 They're wait. just realizing this? Okay, wait, 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 wait. But we don't need this article to let us know that that is true. That, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, if you bust out in Spanish, most people would, in the, in the, mid, in the middle of the country, let's say, you know, your average. In the middle of the country. In your gam- average. Because here, the assumption is that probably, you, even if you're not Hispanic, maybe you speak or understand Spanish. So let's plop you into, like, you know, one of the farmer states. You uh, know? Plop me into, and I've said this story a hundred times on the podcast, into my study hall, my study. Yeah, Michigan. My study room experience go. in Michigan. There with one of my classmates who was from Iowa, and I was talking about a case, the, and when the name the, came the up, so, so, no, 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 oh, no, no the, this Ana was Maria or whatever. Yeah. So I was talking about the case. I'm like, yeah, because the defendant in the case, her name was, you know, Maria Rodriguez, and I right. said the name in whatever her name right. was. I said it in Spanish, and he looked at me like, oh, wait, you speak Mexican? And I was like, uh, no, I speak Spanish. <laughs> It's like Mexican is not language. It's a country. You should have ended it by saying I speak Spanish. Way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean this is we know this. But but that's why I'm saying it's funny because I I mean again we laugh because <laughs> that lets um but they're just realizing this. Like <laughs> like this is just, you know. Of course they're just realizing they're it because they're just stupid. Just realizing this? Like, to be listen, I've said I, I I say this, and you know how rational I am, and how I try <laughs> to find a a meaning for everything, correct, even correct. if I don't agree with it. You try to you try people, to see the other side. People that are like racist like this, they're stupid. I mean, they're stupid. They're not rationally. Oh, they can't be. They can't be reasonable. They're not rationally thinking people. They just are not uh, out the gate. I mean, those people that that tiki march, whatever yeah. bullshit that happened a couple. You know, of- when you call it a tiki march, it just sounds a lot more fun than it was. <laughs> I think it's so terrible. Like, they did not go to Party City the, and you know the, like, sell out on the, the lays. owner or the manufacturer of those tiki's had to oh. like issue a statement distancing himself from that. I, it's, I think it's so ironic that he had to issue the statement, but, but Trump the, did but, it. But thank you. Oh my god, I love you because I was exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, you know. Meanwhile, the president took like four days to say yeah. something that wasn't even all that condemning. Yeah, you know, the guy who made fucking like, tea- you know there were good people on each side on both sides. You know. Not- 
bad. Oh. Not bad. Huge. You know what? I, I think you're getting better at your impressions in yeah. general. You know, then wait till I get to like a really bad one. Yeah. yeah but so, but yeah. Only taking a mint. Yeah. They they think I don't know what they think we're supposed to look like. Do they think that every person that speaks Spanish looks like La India Maria? I mean, do they do? I mean, what about if they go to Spain? It's cute. You think they travel? Oh, <laughs> or that they know there's a country? Yeah, it's funny how you've just given them so much more credit than they <laughs> than they will ever. I mean, have. they have a totally one dimensional view of what being La- a Latin person looks like. They mm-hmm. think a Latin person, you know, is you know the stereotype that they have built. The stereotype yeah. that they have built. Well, I mean, the stereotype in the sense that, you know, traditionally, yes, because most, again, Spanish speakers from Latin America, Latin America proper, South America, you know, they are descendant from, you know, native tribes. So historically, if you go, you know, yes, there's a certain look, quote unquote, but that has become the only look. No, but that's not also 100%. In their, percent, in their perspective. In their perspective, right. But we know that that's not accurate because just as, as much as there is... Darian, but you and I know so much things are not accurate you that know, they think are true. A lot of also Latin Americans come from Europe. Well, and Argentina. Are mixed with Europe. That's why in Latin America, there's a freaking almost third race called Mestizo, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole group in the 90s because I went to call them Mestizo. I forgot about them. They used to wear a lot of cow print. Yeah, they are a lot of cow prints <laughs> and chaps. A lot of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the cow print because it had black and white. Or brown. Well, but it had the two colors, you know, yeah. and that's what Mestizo is, so. Hey, do you remember Garibaldi? I, I cannot remember one of the damn songs right now. Of do you Mestizo. remember Garibaldi? I remember Garibaldi. Again, I can't remember any of And then, of, the of course, Locomia. <laughs> Aw. They had that imagine, one. Imagine, imagine. Man, imagine. They talk about milking one song. Locomia. Oh, yeah. Imagine if these uh, tiki people saw Locomia. They're head- calling them tiki people. <laughs> like they're this race from like Easter Island with giant statues on their the heads. Americans for a pure America. I am. This. The beauty of that is that if if any group should have that, it should be Native Americans. The Native Americans <laughs> should be the ones saying that America's for pure with America. The, with the tiki saying, everybody get the fuck out yeah, of our country. Exactly. This is our country. A Navajo and a Cherokee should, you know, <laughs> you know. Should, should be going around telling you. They should be like, we're ICE. Yeah. We're the ones exactly. kicking everybody out. Exactly. They should be the Americans for the whatever. They should be the only ones. Bullshit. Co- they, there, should so. be the only, they should be the ones complaining. They should be. We fucked everything up. <laughs> and we give them smallpox. Let me tell you something. Let's tie this in with John Leguizamo. Okay. No. Because, I, didn't go, I didn't go to the show, so that's why. Yeah, I, I, the show, but you know. That's why I caught um, my So a couple of weeks ago, I saw the show uh, Latin History for Morons yep. by John Leguizamo. And it was amazing because it's what, you know, we always talk about here in the podcast. People have to know history. You have to know your history. Yep. Because when you know your history is when you can understand how things are and how we can move forward. You have to know history. You ain't going to know where you're going. And John Leguizamo made a really good um, argument on how Latin American history is not really taught in the United States in terms, not of, at all. in terms of the achievements of Latin American tribes and Latin American different cultures from mm-hmm. the Incas to the Aztecs to, you know, all these other, you know, people that did great and amazing things and had, yeah. you know, their own political system and had kingdoms and had all these major achievements, right, that are as worthy or as important as, let's say, like the Greeks and the Romans and all that. You know, not to take anything away from them, but their achievements. Right, but the all- Greeks got the credit for so many things. You um, can take some of it away. Don't tell that to Gianna's dad in uh, 
my big fat my Greek wedding, Greek wedding. <laughs> um, which, as everybody that saw it agrees, that could also be called my big fat Cuban wedding, my big fat Nicaraguan wedding, my, my big, big fat, fat Italian Jewish wedding. wedding. My big fat, that's what I'm, that, like I said earlier. You, you have to interchange it. For us, it would be a lechon. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's why you have to know your history because when you know your history, you know you know you know why things are the way they are. Correct. And he made a great compelling statement on how there's so many things that Latin American cultures contributed to America and to the United States and to American history, and it doesn't get spoken about. And how all these conquistadors and all these you know uh, people from Europe that came over, mm -hmm. they slaughtered. I mean, they not only slaughtered, but they brought all these diseases <laughs> and all these things that. You know, that's never talked about, and that's very true, right? Yeah. And and obviously, when you talk about that type of history of exploration, you know, you have to obviously give credit that, yes, they did explore. I mean, within the context of the time. Absolutely. And, and the context of the time, and they did come, and, you know, they did find or, you know, although discovered. it was never lost, discovered the new world. Right. Um, but I think that you can certainly teach history in the sense that you acknowledge you know what they discovered okay, and before. what they did but you also acknowledge the mutiny that also happened which is very relevant um and also, also in terms of the John Leguizamo show mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was on Netflix yes it is it is on Netflix, Netflix. Yes. it's it's currently touring and if it's in a city near you um I highly 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 recommend it it's you'll crack up but you will learn a thing or two and um He's but still, it's also he's still on Netflix. That from us. No, you know, because we're all about listen, laugh. And he learn. said something. He said something that on the in the show that um, my father mm -hmm. had always told me um, for years. He's told mentioned me this to me, and I even looked it up on Google, and I couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. That um, during the American Revolutionary War in Cuba, which at that time was obviously a colony of Spain, but in Cuba proper. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of uh, rich women, right. rich ladies that got together and sold their jewelry and a lot of personal artifacts and raised millions to f help fund. fund the American Revolution. And that never gets talked about. And obviously, you know, which we talked about here one time, The uh, I forgot her name, the lady who was... Um, she was the uh, Confederate a Confederate. Soldier. She, she fought for the wrong side. But she was involved. She in, was in, 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 but she she's is part of American, American history. history. Right. For better or for worse, she is part of American history because she was the first female... She was the only female that we know of right. that fought for the Confederacy. But, <laughs> but she was in the... And she was Latina. Right, and she was Cuban. So, yeah. I mean... Obviously, yeah, she fought on the wrong side of the <laughs> of the yeah. war, but nonetheless, that it, it, she is part of history. So it's just you know, again, you have to know your history, and when you see all these dimwits, you know, or idiots saying stuff like you know, Hispanic people <laughs> are looking, you know, white people that are Hispanic or Hispanic people are looking white. Well, then obviously they don't know anything about Hispanic culture. Clearly, they don't. I prefer the word sapingos. Okay, well, you know. You know, it's nice. It's, it has a nice ring to it. It sounds like you're going to call them something cutesy at first, but then it takes a turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very steep turn. Yes. Uh, I know what your favorite part of going to see Leguizamo, though, was. Gwen. Afterwards, when you got to meet him, and he said oh, he yes. heard of us. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> we didn't talk about that here. I don't, I don't think we did. We we did. He's mean, like, oh, my God, I love you guys. I follow you guys. I was like, you do? I was like, well, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no, it's actually so. I, I mentioned a little earlier that um, 
it's not a full topic, but just wanted to bring it up. Last week, I remember we were talking about clickbait. See, and how you know you 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 saw the article and the headline, and then you went and mm-hmm. you clicked on it, and you're like, nada que ver. Yeah, and it's just funny because I saw something earlier this week that they got me. Mm-hmm. They got me. They got you. They got. So me. this is a continuation of last week's topic yeah, about clickbait. Yeah. Listeners, have you been clickbaited? It's. I mean, it's the new catfish. Yeah. Um, new catfish. <laughs> so the headline. I'm gonna read you the headline, and then you tell me what you think it's about. Kate Upton slams Victoria's Secret over body inclusiveness. Quote: It's a snooze fest. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So what do I think it is? That she made some type of comment saying that Victoria's Secret or maybe even the Victoria's Secret fashion show is the same old, same old... You know, women, all women that look the same and the same lingerie, and they are obviously not inclusive of different shapes. And See, you interpreted it the right way. I interpreted it as, the way I read it, mm-hmm. the way that, to me, the way it's written, mm-hmm. is that she's slamming them over body inclusiveness. So she's slamming them for- inc- Wait, read it again? Mm-hmm. Kate Upton slams Victoria's Secret over body inclusiveness. It's a snooze fest. Okay, I could see that. The reason why I- Probably in the context position. of what we're talking about, No, too, but the but. reason I took that position is because I know that Kate Upton is a full-figured model. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Right, so I knew that... Oh, see, that, I, I always forget that. Yes, yeah, she's con- and she's considered full-figured, but she's not full-figured. Right, but she yeah. is a full-figured yeah. model. So I knew that she wouldn't take okay. that position. Okay, got it. If it would have been another model, yeah, I would have thought the same thing you Okay, did. okay. But but no, yeah, it's completely misleading. It, it's one of those where it's like she's slamming them about inclu- body inclusiveness. It, it almost sounds like, you know, it's like, how dare you have fat women on the runway you know it's again i I didn't want to harp on it but it was just one of those things where i just thought it was funny because i saw it you know um what i did want to bring up though is uh this happened last i think i think it happened over last weekend did you see the letter um the open letter that was put in several publications by a bunch of hispanic latino organizations and celebrities no, but you're going to tell me. I am going to tell you. I'm actually going to read it to you. So about um, maybe a week or so ago, um, it was an open letter, you know, because we're living in a time now where between the El Paso shooting and, you know, mm-hmm. ICE raids and things like that, the Latino community is feeling a little less than secure. Mm-hmm. And so, little, so um, America Ferrera, Diane Guerrero, Eva Langoria, 
Lemano Miranda, Ana Ortiz. I mean, a whole bunch of, you know, prominent and not just actors, because I, I, I hate to make it sound like it's only, you know, famous people, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but a lot of just generally prominent uh, Latinos in the community put out. Mm-hmm. And it was a full page ad across mm-hmm. several publications at Nuevo Herald here in Miami mm-hmm. being one of them. And it says at the top, Querida Familia Latina. And they have it in English and Spanish, but I'm going to read it in English. If you are feeling terrified, heartbroken, and defeated by the barrage of attacks on our community, you are not alone. We have been smeared by political rhetoric and murdered in violent hate crimes. We've been separated from our families and have watched our children caged. We've been targeted with mass shootings and mass ice raids meant to terrify us, squash our hope, and break our spirits. But we will not be broken. We will not be silenced. We will continue to denounce any hateful and inhumane treatment of our community. We will demand dignity and justice. Though real pain and fear are sweeping through our communities, we remain powerful. The indignities and cruelty we have endured will never change the truth that the contributions we make to this country are invaluable. Mm -hmm. Our humanity must be respected, and we won't stop organizing for ourselves, our children, and for the soul of this nation. Mm-hmm. To our allies who feel our community's pain, we need you. We cannot make change without your voices in action. We call on you to speak out loudly against hate, to contribute your resources to organizations that support our community, and to hold our leaders accountable. Mm-hmm. We ask you to join us in building a better country where we are all safe and valued. May we turn this time of despair into a time of action. May our love for one another be the guiding light in these dark times. And then it was signed by, yeah, right? It sounds like it should be followed by an amen, right? And then, you know, like I said, it's it's signed by a bunch of, you know, celebrities and and just very prominent uh, names in, in the Latino Hispanic community. Um but this was making the rounds, and I actually saw it on a bunch of a bunch of people's posts. Um, it was making more of the rounds in that post on Instagram of "Do not use my oh pictures my without my authorization." I, oh my god! <laughs> when I see that, I'm just like, "Really, people? Really?" It's uh, <sighs> okay, but let's but, go um, back to the letter. But yeah, inclusive of um of our you know our friends over at uh, Spanish Aki Presents, they they post. That's actually the first place I saw it, and they posted mm-hmm. the English and the Spanish versions mm-hmm. of it. And I just started reading up, up on it, and you know, it, it became a thing that again, in the wake of all these seemingly or, or you know again i'm saying seemingly because we're you know let's just let's not let, let let's keep it broad right um targeted attacks on on the latino community you know these are celebrities who are using their voice and i think it's interesting that in in recent months i would say since last year we've seen more and more of these types of celebrity actions mm-hmm. um and i know people say like oh celebrities shut up or whatever but you know they're becoming a voice for the community and I think that's very important as long as this language is very, I think, it's indicting without being judgmental. Mm-hmm. That's the type of discourse I think some people may disagree. Some people may think, no, we need to be more you know, pointed, in, pointed in, in the way things are phrased. But I think that when you do it that way, you turn people off too. And mm-hmm. I think in this way, it's more just about you know speaking as a human being to another, kind of you know to the point we we're making earlier where it's like, we may not all look the same, but ultimately we are all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you? You had not heard about this no. until um, until right now. <clears throat> and I saw you looking on your computer, so I'm assuming I, you, I mean, you looked it up a little bit. I mean, I think it has a very nice message. I don't know how effective that's going to be. 
Um, I think it has a very nice message. I would like to think that it's effective. Um, but is it about being effective or about just making sure that people know somebody is paying attention? So that well, you don't no, feel- yes, I agree. I agree. I think people need to know that th- that is happening because, you know, when all that happened in um, El, pa- El Paso, El Paso, El Paso. Um, I, I thought about, okay, this guy went to a, a place that's overwhelmingly Hispanic or Latin. And he drove like an hour. So that could be here. Yeah. Because something that I, I'll never forget, and I've, I've said this I've, I've said this to you before. Um, <clears throat> some years ago, many years ago, I was taking like, um, like some law, um, legal credits or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um like extended education or whatever at um by Nova right right which but, is in Broward which, County which is way it, it it's it was at Nova but it was where I was driving like where this happened in particular was way past that mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that I That's saw about what, like an hour yeah I saw a confederate flag and mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. oh because you know, I was here thinking like I'm in Miami, but te- but technically I wasn't. You weren't. Right, I wasn't. Right. You had crossed county right? lines, and I was a little shocked because being in Miami, you know, South Florida is a very interesting area, the Tri County area of Miami Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, because mm-hmm. it's a completely different state than the rest of florida discounting central florida orlando and tampa correct but orlando and tampa and the south tri-county area are a completely different area than the rest of florida much more cosmopolitan and i mean obviously it's diverse and i I also tell you this uh once a year i go to um lakeland florida that's right for for the tigers training camp Mm -hmm. and i to go to Lakeland, Florida, you take the turnpike north up to the Yeehaw Junction. Yeehaw Junction! And from the Yeehaw Junction, you go... Do you take the B-Line Expressway? No, you go Damn. west. So you cross the state. And all that you see there is Confederate flags and Southern pride and all that. And the reason I bring that up is... I mean, Lots I, of I, I don't about not having abortions. Yes, I don't think that because you're... Although I have my issues with Confederate flag, I don't necessarily think that because you fly a Confederate flag in front of your house means that you're going to go, you know, you're, right? You're you're eight confer lynching. Yes, um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, you know, we forget that we live in an enclave, a very large enclave, but an, an enclave enormous enclave, but an enclave. And what happened in El Paso could happen here, God forbid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, do I think that that letter serves a purpose for people to feel safe? Yeah. But I just think it's the time we're living in, and it's very unfortunate. Did you see? But is it better that we have these things? This is what I don't believe anymore. And I guess this is one of the things that as you become older and you become more of a realist and mm-hmm. also a little bit disillusioned with the more human cynical. race and more cynical. You know, when we were younger – what would you always hear about people that were racist and bigots and all that? Oh, they'll die off. You know, eventually that, our generation. Right. You know, we were the generation of Rhythm yeah. Nation. Yeah. We were a nation under God. <laughs> it was it, well, it were, it, were well, a even, nation. Even John Mayer, one day our generation is going to rule the population, right. you know. It, uh, but, you know, well, Janet Jackson yeah. song came out, Rhythm Nation. Yeah. We're a nation with geographic boundaries, right. bound together with, uh, by our beliefs. We are like-minded right. individuals pushing for a world rid of color lines, right. right? You always thought as a kid, you know, I'm like in this new modern era. This is what we're, you know, we're This is towards. what our generation is going to be like. Our generation is not going to deal with this bullshit of racism and right. bigotry. Look at all the kids Here that they caught this week. 
all the kids. They they caught they raided like four or five. Um, yeah, this week they no, raided no like four or five young guys, all young, all white, with a shit little amount of weapons in their in their home. Where they in, throughout the country oh. who were going to who had had suspicious um, behavior behavior online, mm-hmm. and the FBI, you know, the FBI stepped in. Stepped in. Yeah. Wow. All young guys, I think under twenty five. What could you be so upset about it? Right, but but who? But most of these shootings, like who is the one doing them? No, it's young it's, people, it's not sixty year olds. Young people. So that whole, you know, again, let's go back to the tiki march, <laughs> the tiki march. You know, of those, you know, as you call them, what do you call them? Los Apingos. Los Apingos. Los Apingos. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those white supremacists. They were all young. They were all yeah, young. You did not see a lot of very yeah, they all look old like people. Villains from John Hughes you know, team movies. No, no. You know, the, some of them look like freaking Abercrombie and Fitch models. Like I'm like, right. you know, look at like these like young, like good looking people. It's you know, so disappointing you know, when racists are hot. <laughs> like walking with these tiki marches, saying these atrocious things about so many people. So I don't believe anymore in that whole thing of like, oh, they're gonna die off. I believe this is a new breed of hate. And to quote. Um, what's her name from? <laughs> oh, you're gonna quote her, but you can't remember her no, name. No, <laughs> La Vieja from. I love this line. It, what was her name? Um, the lady that she was a monster in law. That she was Jane Fonda's mother. Wanda Sykes. Oh, no. um, Elaine Stritch. Her. Go on. Remember that she hated. Eh, eta, eh, she hated eh, Jane Fonda's character. Oh uh-huh, yeah. And when Jane Fonda sees her monster in law, she goes, "Ugh, you're still alive." That's right. Evil doesn't die that easily. <laughs> I love that line. Anyway, I don't know, but I. I, I but yeah, evil doesn't die that it easily. It doesn't. But I still, I don't know. Maybe at this point, it's almost sad that I'm 40 and I still want to believe that things will get better. Nope. I think there's progress to be done. I think there's there's been a lot of progress. And with progress comes power. Because, for example, 40, 50 years ago, if you were a gay person, I mean, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, I think it ran on CBS, the documentary titled The Homosexual that aired in the early 60s? No, but I want to watch it right now. It's in black and white. And they have this guy who was the homosexual. The homosexual. Wow. Talk, the talk, homosexual, the homosexual, the first talk, one, talking like you know behind a screen and his uh-huh. voice was distorted, he, right? And like the pretty much the narrative of the homosexual was that he lives a lifestyle, he lives by himself, you know, secluded <laughs> from society. Oh my god! Because he knows he can, no one will accept him, and he knows that he's a pariah to society. You know, you watch this now, you're like, you think, wait, this That's is a from lot like of pressure. The 1960s? Are you sure this isn't from the 1660s? <laughs> like the Salem witch trials? Like. But yeah. you watch it now. Yeah. So I think that with time, there comes a lot of progress. You know, you couldn't make the argument, you know, the gay community is a very strong community that will not be bullied around. You know, the African-American community, which still suffers from so much, you but know, hate and bigotry. But, but they do have yeah. a, a, cer- a certain amount of power as a community that right. at least, they, you know, they're heard. The Hispanic community as well, Absolutely. you know, and so on and so forth. So I think that with time communities and minorities have come and risen to power Mm -hmm. and there's obviously laws that have been that have come to that because i've always believed this you could discriminate me uh, all that you want you could discriminate me for being hispanic you You don't have to like me me for being gay you could discriminate me for whatever you want you don't have to like me that's your problem right that's not my problem that's your problem but you legally you can't. So if right. you want to hate me and think I'm this or whatever, that's your problem. That's not mine. But as long as the law is on my side, that's all right. that matters. Right. So I think that is the 
to me, I see the that as the progress that we've that, made. That we've made. Um, you all make these come mierdas, you know, that are these son of a bitches, you know, part of my language do or don't. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Demi Lovato. Um, you know, you I think uh, that the internet has also just made it it's easier. The internet. It's the internet. It's just made it easier. Yeah. Like before, you had to like, you know. Search for your fellow racists. I, you know what? We need to copyright or you know patent the internet. <laughs> well, yeah. we always say about the internet. It gave, it gave everybody, everybody a voice. A voice. And, and the bad thing is that it gave, gave everybody, everybody a, voice. a voice. Because we say that over and over again, but it's true. We see it every day in these type of cases. Why do we do I I've I've sometimes thought, and I think you've thought about this as well. What would happen if these instances and these things got no media coverage? Oh, that's a that's an interesting one. I've never thought about that. Like none. The problem, I think, with that, it's very tricky because you have to report. Like, if there's a shooting somewhere, and right? It was, it was it's it is it news was based I mean, on a hate crime. Correct. You have to report it. But what about if you report the the the, the event, but not the person and why they did it? I I don't know. I'm not saying that's a solution, but like the only issue with that is that then, you you, you could start to live in a false. In a, in a false sense of, well, this doesn't happen anymore. Right. That doesn't happen for those no, reasons I, anymore. Well, I'm, I'm not saying not to so. report it. No, 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 no. But, no, no, but, but, but there is a certain, you know, all these people that do these type of things and either kill themselves or go to, are arrested, mm-hmm. they become martyrs then for another group of for people. For some cause, yeah. Right? And I feel that that's a vicious circle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a chicken egg. Like Right, right. So... I mean, I, I don't know if that's a, a, a solution. I don't know if that will fix anything. But sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I wonder if this didn't get any coverage. What would it, what would or would what not happen? What would happen? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that, that when I see stuff like that, going back to the letter, I think that with that comes power. Right. And when you have power, and again, you have laws, you have anti-discrimination laws, that is, I think that at the end of the day, that is what you can hope for. And the people who are still racist and are idiots and want to march out with your tikis and think that all Hispanics look alike and that, you know, us blondies are making it harder for them, you know, go fuck yourself. I think. That's your that's your problem. That's your problem. I think I'm going to change the name of, like, the like the straight pride and all that to the Sapingo, Sapingo March. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, did that happen? No, I, it's coming up. No, isn't. I don't know. You know, straight people, they talk a lot, but they can't organize. Yeah, but these aren't straight people. These are, you know, this isn't straight people. These are, you know, tiki loving, you know, polo wearing. No, uh, no, these are tiki loving racists because the right. guy, the guy who did the straight mar, uh, who yeah, um, straight pride, yeah. straight pride parade. I, I, I don't want to quote him, mm-hmm. but he pretty much said that he, he that he's a racist. He just actually what he said was that he was a racist, but he didn't believe in violence. I guess that's progress. He's a, he's a nonviolent racist. Well, if I he just pick. thinks that he's better than me or, you know, whomever, right? Right. right. He just thinks just that he's Just by superior. virtue of existing. Right. Virtue of existing that he's white and he's straight. Right. And a male. Male, white, straight, right? So, and Christian, I imagine. Ugh. So, no, I, I'm not going to go over Christian, but, you no, know. No, I'm looking at the whole, the whole package. It's like the, the, the pat, you know, it's a the, line. Right, 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 right. That, that, that. I mean, they're usually not Mormon. Yeah, Mormons are nice people. Right. Yeah. Well, we're not saying Christians are not nice people. No, but what but I'm like, saying is that speaking, like Mormons are not very violent. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they bring Christianity in vain because you know, right? Because we, that's we what, could talk to about uh, religion. No, 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 no. Religion has been perverted, but, 
But I mean, usually, you know, yeah. Una mano trae la otra. I mean, listen, if you, I mean, and we're not going to get into a religious, religious discussion at this moment, but if you really want to talk about um, the manipulation of racism, I'm sorry, the manipulation of um, religion to serve your agenda, you don't have to go any further than the governor of Alabama, I believe it was Alabama. Was it Alabama? The governor that. Uh, well what, did, well, what did he do? Well, he, once the schools were desegregated mm-hmm. under the Johnson administration, he stood in in the Capitol, in front of the Capitol, with posters, well, him and his followers, mm-hmm. with posters saying that God and the Bible said that, you know, did not believe in segregation, that the white man and the black man should never mix. And he, like, quoted the Bible, like, that that was in the Bible and that was in the scriptures and mm-hmm. that was what, you know, God said. And I'm like, wow. You really don't want people to share wow, water like, You really, really extended the context of whatever meaning you were going for. <laughs> and he was, like, the governor of that state. And then the problem, the reason he did that is because Johnson had ordered for the schools to be uh, desegregated. desegregated by executive order mm-hmm. and he refused to desegregate so he had, they had to send the national guard over okay so that's why a lot of times when you see the kids being walked to school yeah, with was... the national guard in part it was be- in some places it was because of violence but in in that one was um because was it was because of executive that. order yeah <sighs> you know that um lord something that i have um hold on i'm going to Something that I had in my office, mm-hmm. in my new office, you haven't seen it, um, okay. but I had it in my previous office because my previous office was bigger, and I, you didn't go that much to my previous office. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a big poster of the Norman, Norman Rockwell painting, uh, The Problem We All Live With, which is the poster of the little black girl um, walking to school, mm-hmm. and um it's it's a it's a picture of her walking to school from the perspective of you know it's a little girl of a small person. So then the guards walking around her, you mm-hmm. can't see their faces because they're adults. Right, right, right. And then you can see that there's tomatoes. Um, that she's being harassed thrown at, the, at the wall, and I think the N word is spelled out. And I had that in my office, and so many people would ask me about that because they weren't familiar with the painting. And you know, I would always tell them, you know, this was during the civil rights when mm-hmm. school were desegrega- desegregated, and you know, black kids were finally allowed to go to right. you know schools that were once only for white kids, you know, so on and so forth. And again, having to know your history, people, <laughs> having to know your history, you know, it was. So- Surprising in a way to me how many people had never seen that painting, and it's a Norman, Rock, a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, but it's also your office is in Hialeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of people in there aren't necessarily you know growing well, up with Norman I always, Rockwell. I always found <clears throat> that painting very inspiring. Mm-hmm. In fact, that painting, um, well, a copy of the painting hung in one of the corridors of my law school. Mm -hmm. And I always said, one day when I have an office, I'm going to have that painting in my office. Right now, it's rolled up in a tube because my office now now is smaller, but I used to have it up in my other office, and I loved it. So hopefully it'll it'll go up again eventually. But but I always wanted to have it because it was something that very meaningful, is very significant, you know, something as basic as an education, you know. And, and, And again... You have to understand the struggles of the past and know that we've been here before and we've come up. Because what happens when you look at where we are now, 
you it's think easy like, to just no, but you think like, oh my god, we're living in such a bad. That's time. what I'm saying. It's easy to just go into despair, which we are. But you have to look at specifically in the history of the United States. We lived through some really bad times before, and somehow we've made it through. And you know, a lot of times, not to sound cliche, you could make it out stronger. Right. Um, so th that is what I hope for. You know, dumb is a disease that is very hard to cure. I mean, so, there's no vaccine for it. So, you know, for those people who want to be ignorant son of a bitches, you know. Uh, Have yourself bingo parade. <laughs> Ta -dun -dun. Yeah. Little tiki torches, you know, Crocs. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <sighs> I'm so thirsty. I am very thirsty. It takes a lot of thirst to talk about, you know, sapingos. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have your last soda? I, I have mine ready. I don't know if you have Go, yours. go. I feel I always go first. Okay, well, I'm going to go. It's actually, um, I'm going to give it to somebody. The Heifer Corporation? Yes, the Heifer Corporation. No, um, somebody who, actually, this is a, a lovely little story that was in the news um, maybe about a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And it was out of Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. And it is Uber driver, and I'm going to mispronounce her name. Lamia Jabbar, uh, she picked up this lady named Diane for work. And, Maybe Diana? Well, no, Diane. Uh -huh. uh, it's an older lady. Uh -huh. um, you know, and so she picked her up on, on Diane's way to work. She's an Uber, you know, Lamia's an Uber driver, and she was taking, you know, Diane to her job. They were chatting. And during the ride, Diane told Lamia that, you know, she really wanted a new dress for church and a pair of shoes, but she takes care of her grandkids, so she doesn't really have much money left. And, you know, maybe by the time the holidays came around, she could afford these luxuries, mm -hmm. which really, you know, are not a big thing in the grand scope of it. Well, um, Lamia dropped off Diane and went, and she went to, I think it was Ross. Uh-huh. And she bought less. and she bought Diane a new dress for church. Oh! And she got her a pair of house slippers, mm -hmm. and she got her a fifty dollars Visa gift card. Oh! And so I I just think you know again when we have all these we talk about all these things about like you know these mass shootings and racists who don't know you know Shit. know anything about anything you know again it's so important to just remember that there are people out there like Lamia Jabbar. Mm -hmm. she, it could have just been a throwaway conversation. Trying to make the world a better place i mean one she, person by one person. yes you know just doing a little part to brighten somebody's day and ultimately you know what guys we all have that ability you know so well i'm glad you brought that up because my last soda is some a very similar story Ooh, okay so my last soda and goes with a tie of making the world a better place and making a difference for someone are and, you giving it to the heifer corporation in this ratchet <laughs> world we live in sometimes <laughs> So my last soda goes to a woman named Judith Blaze, who is a librarian at the Brooklyn Public Library. Okay. And she goes uh, either a couple of times a week or on a route routinely, mm -hmm. goes to visit an elderly woman called Marion Fallence, who is in her 90s, but is mm -hmm. an avid reader. Oh. So I love her already. Judith, the librarian, mm -hmm. makes sure that she has a good selection of books that she takes Marion and they become like best friends Aww. because the other woman here, here's my judgmental hat. The other woman <laughs> lives alone in her apartment and she's like 95 and her daughter lives somewhere else. And I'm like, 
That would not fly in a Hispanic family, but going back Moving to on. what we originally spoke about <laughs> right, right, in right. the beginning. See, we tie it back together. We tie kids. it back, we tie it back together. La vieja no puede vivir sola. We know that that's true. Pero bueno, for sake of the story. So she takes her a selection of books. And, you know, oh. the, the the woman, the elderly woman, Marianne, is like, you know, I'm all alone. Sometimes mm-hmm. I could go a day without speaking to someone. But Judith comes here and Judith, you know, she makes me feel like I'm she is my family. She's like, she is my family. And, and you know what's great? Judith is this big black woman and Marion is a 95 year old white woman. So going back to the whole thing of, you know, yeah. the generational and all that. To, no, to Uber it, and uh, you know sword. what? It is and it isn't because when you're a good person, you're, you're a, good a good person. person. Obviously, no matter what age or what era you're from, you know, and the correct thing to do and the proper values. I think that that's something that's timeless. Absolutely. Right. Um, and they become like very good friends. They become like family. And you know, I still wonder why Marion's daughter isn't living with her, or helping her. But again, <laughs> I'm gonna not put my judgmental hat because you know no, that you already okay, put your you judgmental know that when hat I on. saw that story. When when I saw that story, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, ¿Por qué la hija no vive con ella? O ella no vive con la hija. O ella no vive con la hija. O la hija no dice un efficiency. Oh, I mean, it's Brooklyn. So why didn't she like put her in the apartment on top yeah. or you know or next to her? I'm like, why? I'm like, your mother's 95. She's alone. She's saying she doesn't speak to anybody. Oh, you know, she'll go so days sad. without speaking to anybody. What? That's that's the first thing you thought of. And then how lovely that. Then how she lovely has Judith. Story. That yeah. she has Judith. Then how wonderful Judith is. So my coke goes to Judith and my flat coke goes to their daughter. To the daughter. This was not going to turn into a flat coke situation. But you thought about but it. But I thought, of course, you thought I did. about you it. You would have thought about it too. I would have. I'm like, porque esa señora, esa pobre señora, está es mayor, está sola, diciendo that she spends days without speaking to anyone. I'm like, oh. and she's too old to like FaceTime. Yes. Like she's not going to learn. And she's I'm just like, not. But why doesn't she? But anyway. I hope so that yes. Judith took her 50 Shades of Grey. You had to you 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 had to put that in there, right? No, because you know maybe maybe Marion likes her racy stuff. Maybe she reads Harlequin novels. You don't know. Mm. Anyway, bueno. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of that in this episode. There was a lot of all those, yeah. And as always, make sure to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupiña. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was episode seventy-seven. 77. Thank you so much, bye, caballero. Pero Friday, <laughs> enjoy your weekend. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.